strong word and say, Hey, not me. The Bible says I am blessed. The Bible says he was made poor that I may become rich. The Bible says I am not weak. The Bible says I am the head and not the tail. Go ahead and reign in life. Go ahead and move mountains. Go ahead and jump. Go ahead and win. Go and make lots of progress in life. Why? It's possible. You are listening to a podcast by Senior Pastor of Life Free Church, Prophet Gomezio Shamani. Now, the idea of empowerment has always begun from inception. God has always had the idea to empower his people. He would never and this is why that's why I'm 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 showing you in in levels. I'm showing you first there is a call, then there's an empowerment, then there's a sending. He doesn't send before the empowerment. Amen and amen. That simply means if he sends, you have been empowered. If he sends, then the endowment and the capacity for you to labor has been dispatched. Hallelujah. And so, towards or concerning the work of ministry, the next thing that God does is to empower you. That's why one of the most fundamental things to answer in your life is the first question is, are you God? If you can answer that and say, on a corporate level, I am God. And if you can say, on a specific level, I am God. The next thing we'll ask you is, are you anointed? Ask your neighbor, are you anointed? And what are they saying? Are they sure? So you go. So you need first to be appointed. After you are appointed, you are anointed. You are called, then empowered for the work. Now like I said, the anointing or anointing simply means to smear or rub. The first places that we begin to see the anointing or this uh, ceremonious practice taking place is in the Old Testament where God would anoint men and women obviously through other men and what would, they would, what would happen is that oil would be gotten as a symbolic tool to smear or rub on people and that oil was symbolic for the power of the spirit when we read first samuel chapter number 16 and verse 13 we see a time where samuel is anointing david are you there please read First Samuel chapter number 16, verse 13. Yes. The Bible reads, Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him 
in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose and went to Ramah. All right. Now you will notice something. In the counsel of God, in the counsel of God, David, it was already in his calling for him to become king. Amen. And even before this takes place, God has already now spoken to Samuel the prophet, saying, I have chosen someone to replace Saul. Go and anoint him. So, David had a calling. But when his when time drew near for him to walk in what he was meant to walk in, God sent Samuel to anoint him. And that's why the Bible tells us that Samuel got the horn of oil and anointed him. It's, it's, it's quite interesting because when I say it's quite interesting, the empowerment sometimes does not come immediately. Yakod. Hello. The empowerment does not always come immediately, Yakod. Even Jeremiah, have you noticed God spoke to him when he was 17 years old? But God said, before I knew you, or rather before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you and appointed you, called you to be a prophet in your mother's womb. But he was not anointed in the mother's womb. Amen and amen. The same way David had a calling and then was anointed. That's why I say it's, it's very dynamic. What's very interesting is that even concerning David, do you know that when David was anointed as king, Saul was still in office. He received the anointing before he even entered the... Yet we have people like John the Baptist whom the angel says to Zachariah, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit while in the mother's womb. Very diverse. Amen and amen. But one of the things you need to understand is that the anointing is there for your empowerment. It is what empowers you for the assignment that God has given you. It is what empowers you for you to carry out the work. It simply means minus the anointing. You can't labor in the vineyard of God. You can't. And even if you try, you will not manage. The Bible once tells us before Elijah went to heaven, God told him, go and anoint Jehu to become a king. And go and anoint Elisha to become a prophet. All those occupations needed one to be anointed. 
imagine you, you it was not enough for a king to be appointed nowadays we appoint in this is yeah we appoint and we have your ceremony coronation but those days god appoints then when he appoints he anoints why the office requires capacity capacity that is extraordinary and that's why when somebody is anointed a synonymous term we love to use is they are set apart meaning they are not the same as the rest they are different they are set apart they are consecrated praise be to god so elijah anointed jehu anointed elisha and they began to function because that's what the anointing is all about it's for empowerment when we come to the new covenant or to the new testament have you noticed jesus needed to be anointed he needed to be empowered for the work ha one of the things one of the names we love to call jesus is or we love to describe jesus is, is jesus right but later on you will notice they begin to address him something else when he begins to function in ministry he is described as the christ he was not born as jesus christ he was born as jesus what does jesus mean jesus simply comes from the word yeshua which simply means yahweh is salvation that's what jesus means then when we say christ Christos it simply means anointed one So when you say Jesus Christ Yahweh is salvation the anointed one By the way Christ is really not a name It's a title and function he is the anointed one that's why <laughs> when Jesus asked the disciples He said who do the people say I am Who do the people say I am Others said no you are Moses others say you are Elijah others say you are a prophet of old Then he asked Peter who do you say I am And Peter responded thou art the Christ In short you're saying you are the anointed one before he was anointed guess what he was very spiritual he would go to church when he was 12 years old he went to the temple he was learning he was listening but he was not anointed what they would say about him especially from scripture is that he grew in wisdom he grew in stature not in the anointing he was not yet empowered for the work and that's why before 
before he was anointed he did no miracle and that is why the people from his own hometown did not believe in him because they knew we've never seen miracles as ambadit and ambadit yeah it's how some of you in your old schools you are despised they knew you to be on the noise makers list they knew you at mmm guys sans on vela then today they see you work out miracles they're like ah we why they are still seeing the same person but because the anointing is not a name you still can see it it's it's a function over your life your name may not necessarily change you if you are still jacob you will still be jacob the only difference is jacob anointed of god glory to god so jesus was anointed in acts 10 verse 38 you can just read that for us acts 10 verse 38 yes. the bible reads how god anointed jesus of nazareth with the holy spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for god was with him all right Jesus went about doing good healing all those who were oppressed by the devil that's what the bible says but for him to go about to do good he had to be anointed and in Luke 4 should be verse 18 the bible once makes mention of how Jesus stood in the synagogue after he had his prayer and fasting uh, session He stood in the synagogue and he read the book of Isaiah declaring it as a scripture that is being fulfilled and he said the spirit of the lord just read it Luke 4 verse 18 the bible reads the spirit of the lord is upon me Do you see that the spirit of the lord is upon me that's how the anointing works Remember it's to rub on it's to smear it comes over you to put on so jesus is now saying the spirit of the lord is upon me aha uh-huh. because he has anointed me now because he has anointed me remember i said the anointing is an empowerment so if you receive an empowerment that empowerment is for something specific hello i'll give you an example If you are in the farm you need a shovel you need a hoe yeah under the gamboy yeah you need a hoe you need a pick and different things all together now those tools are for your empowerment to labor in the ground If you are in the kitchen what do you need you need pots you need pans you need a cooking stick different things all together that simply means the anointing is for a specific purpose 
And God will not anoint you for something else. God will not give you a pot at the farm. Hello? God will not give you a pot at the farm. That's why, there's a reason why I'm saying this. Because understanding your assignment and your work is important and your core, it's very important. Because sometimes the realm of desire can cause you to desire tools that are not meant for your assignment. You, your assignment is in the farm. And what do you want? You want spoons. Why? Because they are shiny. You want a fork. Why? It's, it's small. It's, it's portable. You don't want a wooden thing. Because you declare, no, me, I'm not a wooden vessel. So understanding your core and your assignment will help you regulate your desires and regulate what you pray for. Praise be to God. So the anointing is for specific, specific works. And the way people are anointed or the way people are empowered, very different. First Peter chapter 4, 10. First Peter chapter 4, verse 10, the Bible reads, As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. All right. As each one has received a gift, charismata, meaning an empowerment, a grace gift from the Lord. It says, minister it to one another. Uh Just go ahead. As good stewards of the manifold grace of God. All right. As good stewards as good stewards of the manifold. That manifold simply means varying many graces, different graces of God. It simply means how the grace of God is over your life may be different from your neighbor. It is manifold. It is varying. That's why remember I talked about how um, one would have five talents, another would have three, or whatsoever. And it says, each was given according to their ability. And that's what the, the, the anointing does. The anointing makes you able. Glory to God. Now, Seeing that we understand that the anointing makes us able, we didn't finish Luke 4 18. Luke 4 18. Just to show you. 
But for us in the vineyard of God, when we say the anointing, we're talking about our empowerment coming directly from God, from the Holy Spirit. I once, I once shared it with you how I saw a little boy carry a genset and try to throw it at me. He was empowered, not anointed. He was empowered, but who empowered him? Amen and amen. Why we are teaching you on the anointing is so that we can point you to a source. So that we can point you to a source and so that you should not be seeking anything that looks like power to be your empowerment. Because that's what people want now. Three weeks, three weeks ago, a witch doctor texted me. And he offered me... <laughs> It's got power to heal. <laughs> you know, power to do different things altogether. <laughs> yeah, it's just that his marketing skills are also bad. And then he says, do money. <laughs> like, call me. And just blocked him. Now, such people have their own empowerment but their empowerments are outside of God. That's why, in some way, I love to say, not everything that is supernatural is divine. Praise be to God. So, as we are talking about this anointing, we need to understand that the Holy Spirit, that God himself is the sponsor of the anointing and it's very important that if I'm going to have power if I'm going to have an empowerment from the Lord I must be closely acquainted to the one who gives me power because if I lack a relationship with the empowerer, I might tap into anything. Have you wondered why in Ephesians chapter number one, not just in Ephesians chapter number one, in Philippians chapter number three, the Bible says, Paul is declaring, he says, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. He says, I want to, he says, I know there is a power that raised Christ, but I want to know. It simply means while it is important to have, it is important also to know. Praise be to God. In Ephesians chapter number one, the Bible tells us 
of how we should get to know the power of God that is at work in us and for us. It's actually described as the immeasurable power that is at work in us and for us who believe. So here you are. You receive a call from the Lord. Now we're talking about specific calls. And the Lord says, for you, I've called you for this, this, and this. I'll give an example. One specific call I've received from the Lord is to awaken identity. That's one specific call. Others have got specific calls and assignments. It says, you, your call and assignment is to teach on the Holy Spirit or to do this and this side. I received that call from the Lord. And if I'm to awaken identity, do you think you just awaken identity? You have to make people realize. You have to make, you have to explain to the people. So if you have to explain to the people, you have to be anointed to teach. That's why I'm a teacher. Amen and amen. Others, it's a call to preserve the nation. Go break orders. The voice is already empowered. They have enough sufficient energy for it and grace. You hear their brain like this. Stand near them. (laughs) They will make you pray. Amen and amen. It's an anointing. But what I need you to understand because I'm starting with the anointing and then I'm going to go to the vessel. But we need to start from the anointing because that is what is paramount. We need to understand the importance of yielding to the source. And you need to understand that before before God allows Moses to throw his rod on the ground as a symbol of the empowerment that is on him. He first allows Moses to see him or to meet him. It simply means before you meet or encounter or just meet the power of God, you should meet God himself. Before you meet the power of God, meet the God of the power. So that's why you're going to see, Moses will see the burning bush first. Who encounter the Lord before he goes there? He wants and says, Remove your sandals. This is holy ground. Then he will understand, I'm dealing with the holy God. I can't mess around. And then God will say, I, and will introduce himself. I am the God of your fathers Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Go and tell my people. That I am, I am, that I am. How will they know? Uh-huh, don't worry, anointing now. 
Amen and amen. We are living in a time where people want to first test the power before testing the God of the power. And the Bible in Acts chapter number 8 shows us how there was a very dangerous guy known as Simon the Sorcerer. You should read that in your own time. Simon the Sorcerer was a magician. He amazed Samaria with all sorts of magic. Then one day he met Philip who was one of the deacons and later became an evangelist. He met Philip and Philip was doing miracles. Now, what's strange is that the Bible tells us Simon believed and gave his life to the Lord. So we don't know, we we are not sure why he believed. Maybe because he saw the power of the workings of God. But after he believed, the Bible tells us that he then saw Peter and the other two disciples lay hands on people and then people were speaking in tongues. Imagine they just said, shoo. Then they said, as if I'm a magician. <laughs> Something got stirred up within him. By the way, when he was doing magic, he was called Great One. So by the time he had stopped that magic and then he, he became born again, apparently. When he saw Peter and John do that, the Bible says he offered them money and says, give me also so that give me also this power so that even me, when I do it, it will happen. You know what Peter said? He says, may your money perish with you. Ha! That's scary. You can perish with money, huh? <laughs> he says, may your money perish with you. Because you thought you can buy the gift of God with money. His focus was the power, not the God of the power. Be careful. Even when you're in church settings, don't always be a Simon the sorcerer. When you see something, you don't want his God, you want his power. Wachosa nae wachosa. No, anyway, we understand your principle is seeds. You're not trying, but, but at least let it be different from Simon the sorcerer. Amen and amen. Alright. So, Next week, we're going to touch a few more things under the anointing. Then, we're now going to talk about you, who is the vessel, who is the recipient of the anointing. How you can effectively flow is like you know, your electric cables. 
the anointing is is quickens the anointing of the spirit is like electricity the new yeah the yeah the yeah the vessel yeah the cable have you noticed today if you use a metal and tinica many guys are the ones who've got a experience any guy who's got a experience of being electrocuted here you are men surely you are men yeah you use a vessel that is highly conductive put to a source it will flow and you will receive <laughs> yeah overwhelmed by electricity but if you use a plastic vessel the electricity can be available but there won't be any flow to show you that there is never anything wrong with the source so let's deal with the vessel next week <clears throat> that's right so of it